Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. exciting day. With each day comes new and wonderful ways to shine your light for Jesus. Today you must remember that you are where God has put you. Remember he has great things in store for you. Focus on the fact that God has plans for you. Join us in this program, Jesus Prays for Us, as Kim Miller of Woman at the Well Ministries takes us through John 17, 9, which says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Hello and welcome to this broadcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And what an absolute pleasure it is to spend the next few moments with you just talking about the amazing gift and blessing that it is that Jesus prays for us. That is a concept or a thought that we could spend probably the rest of our lives talking about and never exhaust the greatness of it. But there are also some amazing things that we learn from this that should inspire us and motivate us as Christians to pray more often and to pray for others more fervently. And so when we think about that, I'd like for us to turn to James chapter 5 and verse 16. And he says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So let's look at this John chapter 17 and verse 9 where Christ is praying for us. And he says, I pray not for the world, but for those which thou hast given me. And those are the ones whom have given their life to Jesus Christ. Because the Father, God the Father, sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus paid the price of his own life, being held death in the grave as he shed his blood for each and every one of us to cleanse our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So though we were as filthy rags and our skins were, sins were as scarlet, his blood washes them white as snow. And he gives us that perfect standing in front of God the Father because of the blood of Jesus that washes us clean. And so Christ purchased our salvation, and God the Father gave us to him. So don't be confused and think that there's a certain number of people that were predestinated to be given to Christ, and so those are the ones he's praying for. No, it's the ones that gave their life over to Christ and who placed their faith in him. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. 
And the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the whosoevers. And those are the ones that Christ is saying he prays for. Now let's think about this concept. He has purchased us and he has claimed us. And oh, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we might be called the sons of God. And that's how much he loves us. He gave his life for us. He engrafts us into his family. And he watches over us and takes care of us. And he's the good shepherd. He's the open door. He's the way, the truth, the life. And he never sleeps nor slumbers, so he's always watching us. That's an amazing Christ. We spoke of how he saved us with his sinless, perfect blood. And yet in this verse, it says he prays for us. So he never got through with us. It wasn't a one and done. He holds on to us forever. And his love and his mercy endureth forever. But he prays. Let's just stop at that for a moment. Christ prays. It's amazing that he prays for us. But just think about this. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, fully God, fully man, and he prays. How much more should you and I pray if the sinless, perfect, spotless Lamb of God prays? And this isn't the only account that we have in Scripture of Christ praying. We see he would row away and he would spend time with the Father, that he would be recharged and renewed and get his information that he needed, that he'd be the best possible He could be for God. And this is Christ. We are a frail, sinful-natured being. How much more should we pray? And yet I dare say that many of us rarely pray. Or if we do pray, we say a few words and our heart may not even be in it. But the Bible says... In the same verse that we've been looking at in James, he says this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fervent prayer, where you really mean business, where you have really placed your faith in God, that he would deliver you or provide for you or walk with you or talk with you where you are pouring out your heart to Christ because you know that it is he and only he who can provide what you need. That's effective prayer. That's fervent prayer. Effective prayer, I believe, also goes a little further in that if we think about what the psalmist David told us, that he would not hear our prayers if we regard iniquity in our hearts. So we need to open those prayers knowing that our life is in full will of Christ, knowing that we are walking in the direction that he would have us to walk and that we are claiming him as our Savior and that we are holding on to 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are holding on to the fact that Christ is leading and guiding us. And so, to the very best of our abilities, we are walking in his ways. 
and we are confessing our sins and he is forgiving us of our sins. And so when we come to God the Father and we allow him to hear our heart's desire and we pour out our heart and we pour out our thoughts and we pour out our desires, we pour out our needs and we're fully trusting that he and he alone can make it come to pass. That's the effectual, fervent prayer. The effectual part being we are standing in right standing, not because of us, but because of Christ and his forgiveness, his mercy, and his grace. And so we have the opportunity to stand before an almighty God and enable him to work through us that we might have the blessings he has for us. That's the effectual, fervent prayer. And that faith that we have is what's going to be the availing part. That's what's going to make it work because it's him. It's not us. It's about him and what he will do and what he's promised he will do. The Lord is gracious in all that he does and he's gracious in all that he is. And in Psalms chapter 118 and verse 6, he says this, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. We read here in the verse, and you're hearing in John chapter 17, verse 18, that he has sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. We see that in that verse. And when we come back to John 17, 9, it says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. You see, Christ was sent, and he accepted that. And he prays for you because you're his. He's attached to you. He's on your side. He came to save you. He surely isn't going to leave you now. He came with one purpose in mind, and it's that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. So it's not one and done. He died on the cross, but he rose again. And he ever liveth to make intercession for us with the Father. You are always on his mind. He's always watching you and providing you and knocking on your heart's doors. We're told in Revelation chapter 3. And he says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not in Jeremiah 33, 3. He ever wants a relationship with you, and he's praying for you, and you don't even know what to pray for yourself, but he is. Even when you don't know what to say, a bowed heart to the Lamb of God is an effectual, fervent prayer. And when you have words that you just need to say, you need to say them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords with full assurance and belief and faith. That he will hear you and he will answer you. He says that. He says that if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. And if you knock, it shall be opened unto you. The Lord is gracious in all that he does. And he loves you. And he's praying for you. How much more should we pray for one another? In fact, we have a commandment that we are to pray one for another. When you think about the king of kings who's done all that 
you could ever hope or imagine for you still continues to pray for you because he never stops loving you. He never stops providing for you. He never stops giving to you. How much more should we be praying for those around us who, again, like each of us, are frail beings? That's what he encourages us to do. That's what he wants us to do. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, and I think each of us could say these things as well, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our soul, and the proud waters had gone over us. So blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. And listen to this. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. He has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He has written life's instructions from Genesis to Revelations. And he has written these that you may know who you are in Christ. That you may know who he is and have a relationship with him. He has done everything and continues to do everything to care for you in a way that we cannot imagine. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
Girl.